that that's why I got into it was so I could be more present. You know, I didn't have to miss doctor appointments. I could really set my own schedule without having to travel four hours or so, you know, a life insurance policy. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I think that one of the biggest takeaways from what you just said is that if you find a big enough why, you'll find a way. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Right. That, yeah. that the why get, you know, people will complain about situations or they'll come, you know, they don't, they don't like where they're at or they want more for themselves. But if you make that why big enough, there is a way always. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. All right, welcome back, Money Talkers. I have a special guest today with us here today. He's from the uh, podcast host of All Things Telesales. I have Jake Lynn. He's a thought leader, a practitioner of phone-based sales. Jake's empowering the call coaching experience by focusing on the person in the word salesperson so that the calls take care of themselves. By having a compassion before commission sales method, Jake trains sales leaders and reps to sell from the heart. Jake joins the industry titans who are on a mission to change the perception of telesales one episode at a time on his top 200 podcast, All Things Telesales. Jake, welcome to the Money Talkers. What's good, man? Appreciate you having me on the show today, Cody. Oh, man, I'm excited, dude, because this is uh, telesales is where I cut my teeth, man, and so this is my jam. Yeah. All right, man, let's do it. Let's <laughs> cool, man. So, hey, listen, where are you based out of? Yeah, so I'm originally from Kentucky. Yeah, I like fried chicken and hot sauce, you know, don't thread me with the good time, but I'm out here in California. Excellent, man. Uh, yeah. Do you still get some hot chicken out there or what? Yeah, man, they got a spot in North Hollywood called Dave's Hot Chicken. So my wife and I like to go out there and tear some of that up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. So how'd you go from uh, how'd you go from Kentucky to California? Yeah, so uh, I was recruited in by a CEO of a software company, call center software company. I was going through a one-year non-compete kind of situation. Um, so I, uh, I had to venture out and outside of the final expense telesales that I was doing. And um, I thought, what better avenue to get into than software and call center software at that? I know the call center industry, and I've never sold software before. So, man, this seems pretty interesting. So um, we took them up on an opportunity and relocated us. And, man, we made a huge impact. Uh, recently left that company. And it's also when you feel like you, you've left the company better than how you found it. Yeah. And that was that's the experience that I just recently um, got to experience, you know? <laughs> that's awesome, man. So, a uh you know, I always think it's kind of funny. So like software, people think would sell itself or you would just do websites, right? Because it doesn't need a person. But to actually right. sell, man, you need somebody who's on the other side of the phone, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
And uh, I fully believe in the compassion before commission, right? Is like, look, I don't really, I don't sell you anything, right? Um, I serve. So yeah. um, you have a need, it's my goal to serve that need. And um, that's what I trained reps, man, is serve, don't sell, you know, and sell without selling or sell without selling your soul, right? Yeah, you know what? Um, I would even say it's your duty to, if you can help someone's business and you can help someone further their career, life, whatever their bottom line, it's your duty to tell them about how to, how you, how you can solve that problem. But if you can't solve the problem, then it's also your duty to say, Hey man, I don't need to sell this to you. You know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so I mean, that's, it's awesome, all, it's that's about, awesome approach, man. How did you get into telesales? Yeah. So, uh, that's a great question. So I was, a uh, your local life insurance agent, <laughs> you know, think, think about groundhog day and that guy that, and they repurposed this in a Super Bowl commercial and the guy's going up to uh, Bill Murray and he was like, Hey, you know, you want to buy some life insurance, you know? So he's this <laughs> local life insurance guy. And uh, so I was that guy, man. And everybody was a prospect and uh, you know, had the prospect to my, my family at sitting at the kitchen table and my friends or anybody that come in contact at Walmart. So then I noticed like people weren't answering their phones. My own pastor didn't even answer my phone calls. This is afraid I was going to sell us life insurance. And so, um, and then I started, almost missing certain uh, activities in my family's life, which, uh, you know, ch so I was chasing success, trying to chase, you know, I was a top 10 produce, top 10% at a company called AIG's a fortune 50 company. Oh yeah. And you know, I was traveling, I was licensed in multiple States going, you know, a financial professional. And then I enjoyed that part of like rolling over 401ks and some life policies, but man, just was clicking with me that what I was doing, I could do over the phone. And so my wife and I, we had this IVF struggle and we were trying to get pregnant. We spent eight years trying to have a baby. and We wanted a little girl. I fully believe in manifesting your destiny too, right? And so um, we, we decided that we were going to do IVF and it worked the very first time we had a little girl. Well, the whole time my wife was sick and um, so I wanted to be home. So telesales to me was my, why I got into it was so that I could be home and be present more. And so I built, so I figured out how to do it was one of the pioneers of final expense. And I had a mentor, may you rest in peace, Vince Pompanato died at the age of 42, who really taught me compassion before commission. And so, um, you know, I, I got to be on this, you know, leading front line of final expense telesales agents wanted to work from home. And uh, so I, I was able to train dozens and dozens of agents uh, how to sell life insurance over the phone, online and over the phone. And I uh, built up an agency around me called Legacy Telesales. And uh, yeah, man, it, that, that's why I got into it was so I could be more present. You know, I didn't have to miss doctor appointments. I could really set my own schedule without having to travel four hours to sell, you know, a life insurance policy. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I think that one of the biggest takeaways from what you just said is that if you find a big enough why, you'll find a way. Yeah, yeah, dude. right. That yeah. the why get you know people will complain about situations or they'll come you know they don't they don't like where they're at or they want more for themselves. But if you make that why big enough, there is a way always. Yeah, man, and yeah. you know, it then it's a matter of like how to like how do I go about doing this, and if the why is big enough, you'll figure out how to get it done. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's, I just was listening to you talk about that. It's amazing that you just went and said, okay, well, like, 
I, I got to figure this out, right? Because your why got so big. Like, I want to stay home. I want to see my kids. I want to help my. I want to. Yeah. You know, I want to help my wife. Like, I want to go to doctor's appointments. Like, do you find a yeah. how that just you know it comes along that way? And you kind of talked about like manifesting, yeah. you know, your destiny. Is that like you worked out a goal and then just tunnel vision to that thing? That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I like the a podcast you did with Jake Anderson. Was talking about being more present. You know, to me, leadership starts at home. If I can't lead my family, I have no business out here trying to lead others flat out. Yeah, no, I I think that too. You got to you got to start with the home. Um, that was one of the things that, unfortunately, like you got to have a good solid base. It's like building a house. You know, if you don't have a good foundation, um, you can put the nicest house in the world on top of sand, but you're gonna be you know, it's going to crumble at some point. Right. Yeah, man. And, and that's, that's another thing too, right? It's your podcast is money talkers. And here, here's a challenge that a lot of people have. If you don't have a lot of money, you don't have any self-worth. And that was me too. At the same time, like I helped scale up an agency to $1.2 million, right. In its first year. And I got a rip off of that. And so here I was chasing six figures I found myself trying to chase seven figures. So I'm chasing money and I'm trying to chase it. And that's how I'm measuring my purpose. That's that I was going about it all wrong. Cause actually chasing money is actually keeping you from making money. Yeah. If you chase goals, you chase, uh, results, you know, you chase, uh, you chase purpose, the money will follow. Yeah. Yeah. Man, just chase your dreams. Like just stop worrying about the dollars. Like, that that's the thing, right? Is, um, and I've said it before. Like, uh, money's a motivator. I like to listen to rap songs that talk about money because it helps get me motivated, you know. <laughs> and it's all about secure the bag, get the bag. But what about securing your vision and having that tunnel vision and going after your dream, going after being more present with your family? To me, that's how, like. Right now, talking and jamming with you on this podcast, this is purpose, right? We're in this moment together right now. And so a lot of people, man, would could just, whoever's listening to this podcast could just free themselves of, man, I got to chase money. No, man, chase your, chase your dreams. And then, you know, a lot of people say, well, um, I, I, I've got to wait, you know, um, for, for something to happen, then I'll be happy. What if I make something happen that'll make me happy, right? Yeah, that was one of the things that uh, I stuck with my whole life was that um, my mom told me, and I didn't get this as a kid. It stuck, though. You know, it's one of those things. I hope there's some things that I say to my kids that stick like this, that, like, yeah. you know, 30 years later, they're like, man, she was, he was right, you know? <laughs> but she was right. She said the only, thing, <laughs> the only person who can make you happy is yourself, right? So yeah. the, the material stuff, the get in the bag, the, you know, the, oh, I hit my sales goal. Like those are little tiny highs, but those aren't happiness, you know? And I think for what you're saying about being able to chase a dream, I think step one is, is stopping to have one, right? Yeah. A lot of people yeah. just go through the motions in life and it's like, you know, yeah, how do you identify that dream? You know, like what you gotta, it, 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 it's an important spec that you should take some time to do. Yeah, see, um, the average person dies at the age of 25, but they're not buried until the age of 75. And that's because at the age of 25, we get told these stories, right, that we should be settled in in a career and start chasing, you know, money and providing for our family and 
but the average person dies at the age 25 because all their dreams and aspirations die with them. They're not actually put into the ground at 75. So they, they live for the, the last 50 years of their life, never pursuing, never like all these empty dreams and never pursuing their dream, dude. And uh, I just made up my mind that I, I don't want to be that guy. How, how old your, uh, so how old your daughter now? Uh, she'll be three next month, man. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. About a year or two from now, you know, um, they'll start asking you questions about stuff like that. And I mean, it, yeah. it's, uh, it, it's crazy how the reflection happens because mine are now, my, my son just turned six and my, my daughter's eight. And like, they, uh, they start asking me questions about like, well, what, what did you do when you got out of school? Like, you know, cause you're, you're just constantly talking to them about stuff. And like, it, it's, it's really kind of eye opening, like how big the world is to you at that age. You know, that it, 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 for me, yeah. it's helped refresh my vision, Right. you know, by, ha by seeing it through their eyes, because I, I think that's the only way you can really do it. It's just through your kid's eyes. But like, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a good take that I, I think you'll see in the next year or two, like, as they start to, you start to talk to them about like goals and stuff, you know, even yeah. if it's little goals, it's still the well, same see, thing. Uh, I inherited a son too. So that, that's another thing with me. Um, I married, I married my wife uh, and inherited a son when he was five. He's 18 now. And so this, he, he's graduating Calabasas High. So he had, to, he had to step outside his comfort zone too, man. And I'm so proud of him. I can't tell him enough. Like he was really in a shell in Kentucky. And, but his dream was to do, uh, he wants to do film and all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So I had this opportunity to move to LA. So now he gets to see, and I'm telling him like, look, I, he calls me Daddy Jake, and I'm like, Daddy Jake, he's got a top-rated podcast. That's like, bro, our lives are about to change. Like, go after your dream. I don't care what anybody ever tells you that you can't do something. You want something, you go get it, period. You know, that whole pursuit of happiness quote by yeah. Will Smith. Like, I get to tell my son that, you know? That's so cool, man. That's uh, So I'm yeah. here telling you what you're going to see, and you've already been through it, so you already know. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I already know. You, you know and it, I always feel like if you're going to – you have to teach and tell because, but it also, one, it solidifies it in your head, but two, you can't be a hypocrite afterwards. Like you can't tell him to go chase your dreams yeah. if you're not trying, yeah. you know, and that to be that example of launching into a top 200 podcast, you know, just an idea, starting with an idea and launching and going and getting it yeah. and hustling it down. Like he sees that. Yeah. 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 Like an idea is, uh, is worthless if you don't have massive action behind it. And so, like, I've had many uh, ideas. And if I took action on all these ideas, bro, I'd be a multi-billionaire, right? <laughs> but the reality is, is you got you to gotta write it down. You got you to gotta be intentional about. So I wrote down a goal of mine, which is, and I'll tell it, the number one telesales authority in the world. Wrote it down. I went through uh, Eric, Dr. Eric Thomas's extreme execution 1% uh, thing, right? And because of that, it has radically shook my whole life up, dude. <laughs> like I'm talking with Fortune 100 companies about coming in and helping, you know, facilitate training and leadership for their call centers and stuff like that. Stuff that I never thought possible before, like because it was an idea. But once that idea become an action, that's when everything stuff began to happen, right? When you make it happen. So tell me about that. What'd you say? Who, uh, tell me about what the, what the program was you went through. Tell me about some about that. 
Yeah, man. Uh, so it's uh, Eric Thomas, Extreme Execution. It's a uh, 1% club. And what it is, it's like you write, you write stuff down, you know, and that helped me to begin to be more consistent on LinkedIn. And, you know, that's where the whole thought leadership that you mentioned, um, because I started being consistent, just telling my story, like the authentic, real story, you know, how I felt, man, I've been through two foreclosures and ever, you know, people don't, they don't see all of that kind of like sacrifice that you have to make to be an entrepreneur. Like that's what separates a entrepreneur from an entrepreneur. Yeah. is that you failed more than you've succeeded and you're not afraid to keep going and keep trying. And so um, to me, I realized I had an issue with, you know, this whole taking a thought and put it into action. And that's what extreme execution is, is helps you become an executor of your goals and actually put a plan in place to do it and make it happen. Man, that's powerful, dude. I, I love that. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's cause uh, you know, I have, I have a, personal saying of like you know i have a big problem when people say knowledge is power and i completely disagree with that you can know everything you want and have nothing right unless yeah. you take action unless you go do something about it unless you use it there's not it doesn't matter what you know you know yeah. that's 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 an yeah. awesome program i'm gonna have to look into that because I, I i love that portion of it because you're better off failing and trying than than not trying and not failing yeah and um, I like what you're saying. I have a buddy that says, uh, know-it-alls, know nothing at all. <laughs> my other one from my dad was, you can't steal a second with your foot on first, right? So <laughs> yeah. That's the other part about being an entrepreneur. You got to step out there, you know, and, uh, and, and, ho and not know where your foot's going to land sometimes, but yeah. you still got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and when your foot lands in a snake hole, yeah. Just realize that life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you, right? Because <laughs> if your foot landed in a snake hole, you could have got hit by a bus. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all about perception, right? <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, that, that's, that's it, right? Um, that's how I've been able to keep pushing forward through any failures or any, any adversity and challenges, right, is to have, simply have this mindset that life is constantly happening for me. Like, leads to this thing that leads to this thing but then leads to the thing yeah and i think a lot of people you know when i talk to entrepreneurs we talk about failures and you know and it's like well i had this failure, i had this failure, this failure but you know honestly in that moment is there's a moment there where it's like there's an i'm gonna i'm done moment you know what i mean like there really is that creep comes in there and that's what you're really fighting you know and that, yeah. that, that creep comes in of says you know that's that comes in there and says hey man like you know, we're not immune to it. We, just because we were driven to get there and we look back, we don't really, you know, you don't really want to remember that, that one painful time that you were like, yeah, I'm done with this, you know? And then sometimes you got to talk yourself back yeah. into it. It's that internal struggle, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and then it's also that whole a mindset of wanting to stay comfortable, you know, back to that quote of, you know, the average person dies at the age of 25. It's like, you know, would you rather have a guarantee of money and then stay miserable? And that was me here more recently. It was like, man, someone's telling me it's time for me to go and get back into entrepreneurship. I've done all I can do here. I've outgrown this place and I'm not happy, but I'm making bank, bro. Like I'm making good money and, you know, I'm meeting the right, I'm making long-term relationships. And like, to me, 
I'm I'm a heart seller, so it's all about making relationships and networking and stuff like that. That's how I used LinkedIn so successfully. But it it was just this whole moment of having to wake up and realize, you know, I'd rather I'd rather be happy and be chasing my uh, you know be chasing that right. And so and then there's a lot of people um, that say money can't buy happiness, right? <laughs> But I'd rather cry in a Lambo. <laughs> you know I mean, I mean it, mo- does buy, money, it does money. buy electricity and, and food and, and houses <laughs> and stuff to live in. But, but I mean, but don't let money um, be in a position where you got to make money and you're miserable, right? Yeah. And you know, if 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 you do some, if you leave a company and you have your happiness, the money's going to flow as a result, as a byproduct. Yeah. And it's, uh, it doesn't feel like work either. You know, it's a different kind of feeling. It's, uh, it's not, not tiring, you know, and it's not, uh, frustrating and it's not, not, you know, uh, scary and all that fun stuff, but, uh, but it doesn't feel like work because you're chasing something that you really, really want when you get that why. And you, you go, you get your, you get, when you, when you identify that goal as something that you really want, you go get that thing, man, it's a, the chase is almost more fun than the, than the prize. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't be uh, when something happens, then I'll be happy. It's when I'm happy, things will happen. Absolutely. You got you got to do that. It's the same thing with relationships and everything else, right? And so, you know, you talk about, you know, we, this is money talkers. And so we talk about money and it's like, well, when I have enough money, I'll be okay. Talk yeah. to anybody who has any kind of money. Nobody has enough money. These guys are billionaires chasing more billions because they're like, I don't got enough, you know? And it's like, same guy who's a hundred air is the same thing with a thousand air and a, and a 10,000 air and a hundred thousand air. Like you don't have enough, whatever class that they do these interviews on of people that have a certain amount of, you know, liquidity, money, whatever it is, they're always like, well, I don't have enough, but if I got to here, I'd have enough. Well, once you get there, you yeah. got to keep going, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm in an industry where, everyone's check they're chasing that next commission check right they have commission breath and you can smell it a mile away but then there's a lot of talk about mental health at the same time in my industry right now and i wonder why that is you're identifying your self-worth inside of a dollar sign and that's not how it should be like you should learn to be happy and then money come as a byproduct through your happiness well, I would tell you this too in your business. You know, like I said, I cut my teeth in a sewing room. So when you're when you when you are chasing that commission, you sound like it, and the person on the other side of the phone knows it. Right. Right. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a desperate salesperson. <laughs> oh, I mean, they're just brutal, and then they just start in a spiral, and then they're just like, I can't sell anything, and it's like, I'm not gonna make any money. It's like, man. You, you, you sound like that. Like you're not focusing on what you're doing for the person. You're focusing on what that person can do for you. And, yep. and you're going to internally struggle consistently for that. Yeah, man, exactly. I always say, uh, make your prospects day versus making your own day. It's yeah. like, my goal was to make you smile. So big, your ears get wet. And as a result, then I'm going to be happy from that too. Right. Yeah. So that's a, yeah, a lot of people they just kind of switch that mindset yeah yeah you got to look from the prospects point of view that it's you've got to provide more value than the cost and then you got to sell you know for the most yeah. part you know sometimes you know extenuating circumstances but 
if you can if you can present and provide more value than they see that they have to pay for generally you're going to pull people in if they're interested in the product yeah see um so i say connection is currency but first it starts with connecting with yourself yeah the moment that you're in tune and you're connected with yourself then you can connect with others and currency is a byproduct of that connection so connection is currency bro yeah no i like that a lot man that's um that's a good phrase the uh it, you know it, it comes to that it comes home too you know um yeah, if you're that yeah. if you're if you're in a desperation mode and the only thing that's important to you is the the sale and the dollar and you didn't get it man you carry that luggage home with you and then and then the home life suffers as well and that's when the base starts to fall apart and so you've got yeah. to you know, if you can find a way to flip that switch and realize that your priorities are the blessings that you do have and not the stuff you don't have, you walk in the door a different person. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Uh, and I don't know if you ever like leave it at the door too, right? Before you head home. You, I don't know if that's ever really possible because then you're, and I've been that guy and I, yeah, and no, I, have, I have to be to. mindful and self-aware. Like, you know, my LinkedIn's popping. So I got to check my LinkedIn, you know what I mean? And, but my daughter wants to have a dance party, you know, but there's nothing better than it's three o'clock on a Thursday. She wants to go ride her mini motorcycle outside and it's just her and daddy and we're outside and I'm present in that moment. Yeah. Like that's the type of stuff that gets your mind right. That you can go back after that walk is over and then you can really start crushing some goals. Right. Yeah. So it's like detaching yourself from all those cares and those worries. It's just equally important as being like consumed and sucked into it too. That's it. You're never going to remember that LinkedIn uh, like a year from now, but you will remember the moment of being outside with your daughter. That's it, man. That's the one thing that you'll never regret yeah. is being present and being, being with your family, man, for sure. Yeah, no, I agree with that a hundred percent. And that's, um, you know, tying that into the, to the mission with money talkers is that, you know, I want, I, I want kids to be successful. I want parents to be the ones talking to their kids, but honestly, like it's about strengthening that relationship. You know, if you talk to your kids about money and you don't have to be a financial guru, you know, just talk, if you talk to them and open that door, they're going to have those chances along life and they're going to turn back to you. And so that light, that relationship builds stronger over your lifetime, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I know there's quite a few takeaways for a lot of people. And at the same time, I mean, money, money is money is the motivator, right? It's like, there's nothing wrong with having a goal and it, that goal being tied to the money. Don't let that be the, the end all be all either. Because yeah. there's other things that are just as important, right? Um, I'm all for saying that this year I need to make X, Y, Z, but also that's because I know I have to, and I need to, I can, I will, I must mindset is ingrained in me, but I also know that, um, if my family needs me, the family comes first. Right. Yeah. And so, um, to be there for one another and to be present, not to miss the Shrek musicals and stuff that, you know, my 18 year olds putting on, um, you know, and make sure that we got front row seats for that kind of stuff. Right. And money helps me get those front row seats to be there and be present. Yeah. Well, that was, uh, you mentioned Jake, um, good dude, good friends with him. And, um, you know, he said he went, when he starts his week, he makes his plans 
for what he has to do with his family first or what he gets to do with his family first. Right. And then he backs out and puts his business goals and things around that so that he plans family first. And I, I took that away and I was like, man, that is, that's a heck of a way to look at it because you make those calendar spots so that those are the most important thing. And then you plan the other stuff around it. Yeah. And, um, one of my most successful friends um, in Franklin, Tennessee, he had taught me this. He said, you know, because I, I was having challenges with all these different, because I'm like a serial entrepreneur, right? He's uh, <laughs> like, I got this venture over here. I got this side hustle for this side hustle. And it's, and he said, man, you got to slow down and you got to ask yourself this thousand times a day. What's important now? What's next? there's going to be so many things that's going to try to get your attention and distract you. There's going to be a lot of opportunities come your way, but the reality is a lot of these opportunities are just distractions, keeping you off where you really need to go. Yeah. I would give you uh, one thing that I have been able to implement in the last year and a half. So I left my dream job a year and a half ago. Right. And uh, I run three companies, but I got all the time in the world. And cause I do one thing. I find out whatever is going to be the most impactful thing I can do for the day. And then I get that yeah. done. And if I do anything else the rest of the day, it's a bonus. Right. right. Because yeah. most every, almost, you know, 90% of people work the other way around. We start with all the little busy stuff and we avoid that big, ugly, hairy thing that we got to work on. You know, <laughs> yeah. I smack that sucker yeah. first. If I do any of the other stuff, I've had a, I've, I've been crushing it today, you know, but if I do that right. one thing that's going to have that massive impact, then all the other stuff can fall in line. And a lot of times that other stuff falls away. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm all for the long-term play too, right? To me, that's what personal branding is. Yeah. It's, it's not making me a lot of money right now, but I know if I'm consistent and I continue to do it, then it, the payoff is huge. And now yeah. I'm a benefactor of seeing those types of things happen because I've made the sacrifices for the long-term play too. But I totally get what you're saying too, which I've had to implement a software called monday.com <laughs> or there's a sauna. There's a lot of different like priority types of to do um, software. Yeah. Um, I had to get off the Google sheet, bro. <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it was just too many things that I yeah. was trying to you can't do. never beat it. Yeah. So, so I have it set up kind of like what you said, which like, it's the revenue things that I need to do that I need to pay attention to and prioritize. Yeah. And then as I'm working my way down, then, you know, I can, then I can tend and there's personal stuff there too. So it's like blocking out the calendar. Time management is huge, man. Yeah. Well, a lot of times too. So if you think that way, um, you can take the bottom half of that list and probably find someone else to do it that likes yeah. for one likes doing it and two is going to be a whole lot cheaper than your time yeah 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 There's, you know what i mean yeah, virtual assistants all day long baby <laughs> going fiber what you know what I mean? exactly i love me some fiber so <laughs> <laughs> yeah man There's that's awesome man there. hey listen uh i, I want to wrap up there uh jake where where can they where can our audience uh find out more about you uh find out more about what you're what you're doing right now yeah, so uh, you can find me, jakelin.com. There's a lot of my links and everything's there. Um, allthingstelesales.com, allthingstelesalespodcast. You'll find me on LinkedIn for some sales content, um, you know, selling from the heart type content. 
That's fantastic, man. Hey, listen, I want to tell you thank you so much for coming on Money Talkers. I'm going to have to listen to this thing several times because you had some uh, – you had some golden phrases in there that I haven't heard before, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to start implementing some of those in my brain because I like them a lot. Yeah, man, you cut your phone on the teeth, bro. So I'm looking forward to having you on my show too, man. Absolutely, looking forward to it, man. Thanks again. <laughs> All right, man, for sure. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers Community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram, at the Money Talkers, for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kids financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker